Good to be here with you. Uh, my name is Jason, and I'm one of the pastors here. Grateful to share this space with you this morning as we uh, come to God's word in our service this morning. If you would like to turn, we're going to just get right in it this morning. Mark chapter 4, as we continue our journey through the gospel according to to Mark will be in verses 21 through 34 uh, this morning. And uh, we, were, we took a break from our Mark series uh, last week. If you're with us, uh, we got to introduce Andrew, uh, our new worship uh, leader and director here, and also uh, meet our Jamaica uh, friends and mission partners from Catadupa last week. So we're back into uh, Matthew, or not Matthew, Mark this morning. Uh, let me remind you of a couple of things from two weeks ago. Uh, because the chapter of Mark 4 is one setting, so contextualize one day, one experience for uh, the disciples and the people at the Sea of Galilee who were listening to Jesus uh, teach parables. And so Jesus, again, uh, verse 1 through verse 34, one setting, Jesus teaching the masses, and then Jesus explaining the parables uh, to the disciples. So one context, we spent uh, one Sunday, uh, two verses, 1 to 20, and then today we will wrap up this one scene uh, in our time together. As a reminder, Mark chapter 4, 10 to 11, uh, the disciples hear Jesus teach these parables uh, to the masses, and they want some expl explanation because they don't understand everything that Jesus was saying in the parables. And in Mark chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, it says, When Jesus was alone, the 12 and others that were around asked Jesus about the parables, these stories that he was saying and teaching. And Jesus told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. That is a, an amazing statement. The secret, the hidden realities, the supernatural truths, the secret of the kingdom of God is being revealed to you. And then in our passage today in verse 26, Jesus makes this statement. He says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Do you want revelation today of more truth from the kingdom of heaven? Because Jesus is going to unpack for us today more understanding, even revelation of supernatural truth so that we can be encouraged and strengthened in our faith. I, I, in our faith, I wrote this down. This is my southern vernacular. This is huge, y'all. This is huge, y'all. This is revelation of supernatural truths from the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is bringing revelatory insight about the supernatural things of God. Do you remember when you were a little kid and someone would come to you uh, in elementary school and they're like, hey, I want to tell you a secret. I have a secret I want to tell you. Do you remember what your posture was? I remember what my posture was. What, 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 what? What is it? What is it? What is it? You can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. It's a secret. Okay, 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 okay. And I would lean in. Tell me. I want to know. Jesus is saying to the 12, and Mark is giving us the teaching, this is the secrets. This is the hidden supernatural realities of the kingdom of heaven, church. Okay, Lord, what, 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 what? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I pray that this is our posture today. Uh, Mark 4 is truth moving us beyond the natural, what we see with our natural eyes, into the supernatural. I've entitled the passage, Secrets Revealed. Parables, again, parables are earthly stories, things that we can grab onto 
uh, in our natural understanding, earthly stories with heavenly, supernatural meaning. And we will have four parables to look at today. I pray with childlike faith and I pray for divine breakthrough, divine, supernatural, powerful breakthrough in our lives this morning. Uh, so the context, let me give you the um, kind of the overview of what this passage is uh, in a, at, a, at a macro level before we start unpacking it. Uh, we, uh, it's organized, verses 21 to 34, organized into two pairs of two parables. And so uh, Mark 4, 21 to 23, we have the parable of the lamp. And then after that is the parable of the measure. These two parables are really talking about how, how are people responding to the truth that Jesus is conveying? How, what is the response uh, to the teaching? And then the second pair is a pickup really of the parable of the soils or the parable of the sower uh, from earlier in Mark chapter 4. So if we could look at this uh, in kind of pair this off together. The first two parables, the parable of the lamp, the parable of the measure, these are going to complement his explanation. We just read his explanation. These are the secrets of the kingdom of God. These first two parables we'll look at will complement uh, what Jesus said in his explanation to you has been given the secret. And then the next two uh, parables uh, are counterparts to the parable of the soils in verses 3 through 9. Again, one context, verses 1 to 34, one day, one setting, one, one context. And what they will do, these parables will develop the supernatural reality of the seed. What is the supernatural truth of the seed uh, that Jesus has been talking about over and over and over in this teaching setting? The seed being the word of God. We'll spend um, some brief time on the first two parables and then we'll spend most of our time this morning really unpacking uh, the second two uh, parables in our passage. So uh, if you would read with me, I'm just going to read each parable uh, at, at a time. Instead of the whole passage, we'll read one at a time. So in Mark 4, verses 21 to 23, Jesus is explaining more explanation of the parable of the soils. And this is what he will explain to his disciples. This is the parable of a lamp in verse 21. And Jesus said to them, he said to the disciples in his explanation, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest. Nothing is hidden. This is supernatural insight, supernatural breakthrough, secrets of the kingdom of God. For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let, let them hear. In this brief two verses, the Greek translation literally reads it this way. Does the lamp come? He's talking to the disciples. Does the lamp come? Rhetorical question that Jesus is asking his disciples because, of course, the lamp has come. Jesus is in their midst. And I have not come to be hidden. I have come to be a light to the entire world. This is radical gospel breakthrough truth for us. In John chapter 9, we don't need to turn there, but after Jesus had healed a man born blind, it's the story where Jesus like spit on the mud and put mud in his hands and 
put uh, mud on the guy's eyes. That's the story in John chapter 9. And in verse 5, Jesus makes one of the eight I am statements in the gospel of John. And he said very simply and powerfully, I am the light of the world. That's, that's who I am. I am the light of the world. At the beginning of John's gospel, there's this comparison between who John the Baptist is uh, and who Jesus is. And in John 1, 9 to 12, it says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world, speaking of Jesus. And he was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and to his own people did not receive him. John 1, 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To all, to all who would receive him, to would believe in him, to all who would see the light and come to the light, he gave the, the favor, the blessing, the right to be sons and daughters in his family. This is radical gospel supernatural insight to the disciples to understand that Jesus is not just coming to save the Jews. He's not just a Messiah to the Jewish people. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior for the whole world, which is great news for all of us in this room today, which is great news for all of us Gentiles in this room today. This is revelation. Jesus has come for all who would believe in him. So here's the secret revealed. You want to know the secret? This is the secret of the kingdom of God. Here's the secret revealed in this brief parable. God's purpose is not to shroud his light, but to manifest his light to all people. The gospel of grace is breaking through into the world. The new covenant reality that the light has come for the whole world. Parable of the lamp. Let's continue. Next parable, parable of the measure. Parable of the measure, picking up in verse 24 and 25. He's rapid firing these parables to his disciples. And he says in verse 24, and then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. Verse 23, if anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Next verse, pay attention. Pay attention to what you hear. Verse 24. With the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. For to the one who has more will be given. And for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Again, these two parables, the parable of the light or the lamp and the parable of the measure are speaking about how people are responding to who Jesus is and the message that he's proclaiming. And in this parable, some context for us to understand it a little bit more effectively. In Jesus's day, items were not purchased in pre-packaged amounts. We, we go to grocery stores, we go purchase things and it's already pre-packaged and we can see how many pounds or how many ounces are in the prepackaged amount. But in the time of Jesus, when he's teaching these parables, uh, things were measured in vessels. You would bring a vessel with you and then they would measure out what you were purchasing into the vessel. And the merchant, the merchant could be generous in what he was giving you in the vessel or the, the merchant could be stingy. 
And you wouldn't know necessarily if the merchant was being generous or stingy based on what you had in your vessel. And so in this brief parable, Jesus offers both a warning to how people, the world, is responding to his light that has come for all who would believe in him. A warning, but also a promise. And in the parable, we see the warning is this. Pay attention to what you hear. Take care how you measure in responding to Jesus, his light. With the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. How you respond matters. How you respond, how you believe, how you receive this message of light and the gospel of grace, it's significant. Pay attention to what you hear. And then the promise, when you measure in faith, more will be given to you. When you measure in belief, when you measure in generosity, when you measure in coming to the light, when you measure in belief, more, more abundance of the kingdom of heaven will be given to you. I want you, there's a couple of times if you are an underliner or a note taker in your Bible, in verse 25, it says more twice. I would encourage you to underline more or put a box around more in verse 25. There is more light for us, supernatural breakthrough. You believe that you have received all that you are going to receive from the abundance of the kingdom of God and the grace that we have in Jesus. That's not true. There's simply more of God for you. There's more of the kingdom breakthrough for you in your life. We haven't arrived at all that God has for us, amen? There's more for you to learn. There's more for you to grow. There's more breakthrough for you. There's more healing for you. There's more for you. James 4, 6, the brother of Jesus, when he became awakened to the truth of Jesus because of the resurrection in James 4, 6, says there is more grace for you. More. This is supernatural breakthrough, I believe. Here's the secret revealed. Jesus has come to give more than the disciples could see with their natural eyes. Jesus came to give more. His measure or his generosity is supernatural. His measure is supernatural. Again, gospel of grace breakthrough, the new covenant realities of more, supernaturally more coming to those who respond in faith to the light. And then we get to the next two parables. And I believe that the next two parables uh, will help us develop more about this supernatural reality of the seed of God, the light of God, the measure of God, the seed of God, the powerful reality of God's word. Even, even if what we possess, what we would say is a small amount of faith or belief, that God uses his word planted in us to do remarkable, miraculous, supernatural, extraordinary things. And so he continues with the next parable, the parable of the seed growing, connecting this parable to the parable of the soils that he had spoken to the masses earlier in chapter four. So he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and he sleeps and he rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows and he knows not how. And the earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear, 
But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. The parable of the growing seed and the farmer knows not how the seed is growing. The seed here is the word of God. And the farmer is not sure how it's happening. He, he sleeps and he rises and he goes about his work. But there's something happening beneath the ground that we can't see with our natural eyes. There's something happening because the word of God is living and active. It is powerful. And God is always at work even when you and I can't see it. Hear this, even when you and I are doubting it. That the word of God is moving and it is alive and it is beyond what we can see. We've talked about this verse a couple of times in the series already. Hebrews 4, 12, the word of God is living and active. This is a breathing, living, powerful word to your life and to my life. And I believe that I need this. I believe that all of us need this. We need to tap into the power and the alive reality of the word of God in our lives. When we are spending time alone, when we are spending time here talking about God's word, we are not talking about words on a page to make us feel better. We are engaging in the living, breathing, powerful word of God to our lives. And we need to have a supernatural understanding and an expectation that God's powerful word is living and active and it is always working even when we don't see it. Because oftentimes in our lives, something is happening that we can't understand and see. But God's word is telling you this morning, I'm always, my word is always living and active and it's always moving on behalf of my people. John 6, 63, Jesus said these words, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. And the words that I have spoken, the very words that Jesus speaks, the very words that we are reading today, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Powerful, supernatural. Do we have an expectation when we come to the scriptures that God will bring spirit and life and breakthrough in our lives? I believe that these parables are inviting us for more of that. In the story, the power is not in the farmer who scatters the seed. That's, that's not where the power is. The power is in the seed of God's word itself. I believe that what Jesus is teaching us here is that God's purposes will be fulfilled in God's way and in God's timing. The seed will come to harvest. The farmer knows not how or when, but the promise in the text is that the word of God is living and active and powerful and God's purposes will be fulfilled in our lives in his timing and in his ways. The challenge for me and the challenge for you probably is that I don't always like his timing and his ways. And it requires faith in my life to hold on to promises when my feelings ebb and flow, when my circumstances ebb and flow, when it feels like and it seems like in the natural, God is not working. But the promise of the scripture today is, oh, trust me that I'm 
working, even when you know not how I am working. What is the farmer's role? Simply to trust in the power of the seed. Seems to me that Jesus is teaching me, us here, trust me even when you can't see it all. His ways and timing are not subject to our natural demands and our formulas, but we can be certain that the kingdom is at work in ways that we do not see or even know. For me, real talk, real talk, real faith, family time, uh, it is easy to doubt and struggle and doubt and despair when the natural stuff of our lives seem to be saying God is not working. God is not moving. Lindsay and I, Lindsay and I, Lindsay, a lot. Over 10 years of asking the Lord for a seed to birth in a person in our family who had been struggling, who was blind to uh, things and pain and struggle. And 10 years, 10 years, over 10 years of praying until there was some breakthrough. For me and my life and journey in my early 30s, um, three years, three years of pretty intensive counseling in my life to overcome uh, things that were hard and tragic and painful in my life. Lots, lots of times in those 10 years of praying, God, are you working? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing us? Lots of moments in those three years of intensive counseling, are you doing something? We can be certain that God is working. But it requires, it requires faith to believe it. Trusting God that something is happening underground, underground that will become fully visible in God's ways and God's timing as we submit to his word. I, I think that a question that I would invite you to consider this morning and this one is Jesus asking, do you believe in the supernatural work of God even when you can't see it? I think it's the secret. The seed holds within itself the power of its growth. And the question perhaps that Jesus is asking you to engage in in your life, do you believe in the supernatural work of God even when you can't see it? Because, because even a mustard seed of faith moves, what does it say? It moves, even a mustard seed of faith moves mountains. Do you believe in the supernatural work of God, the word of God in your life, even when you can't see it, the mustard seed of faith can move mountains, which is the next parable, this miraculous parable of a mustard seed. Verse 30, and he said, Jesus said, again, rapid fire, parable after parable after parable. This is the secret revealed of the kingdom of God. With what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable shall we use for it? The kingdom of God, it is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. Yet when it is sown, when the mustard seed, the smallest 
ordinary seed on the earth, when it is sown, grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. A parable of the mustard seed, the imagery The imagery that God is using, that Jesus is using to awaken our faith and vision, to awaken us to the supernatural realities of the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus does not compare the kingdom of God to a mustard seed, but he compares the the kingdom of God to what happens to a mustard seed. So this parable isn't the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. He's saying that the kingdom of God is like what happens to a mustard seed. And in the story, what he says, what happens to a mustard seed is this. The ordinary becomes extraordinary. The kingdom of God is like the smallest of seed that grows into the greatest of shrubs. I don't know if you know this or not, but a little tiny mustard seed grows in a garden to six feet to 10 feet high. The smallest, the most ordinary realities have the power to transform into something really amazing and huge and mighty. Now, I didn't know this until this week. I never connected the parable of the mustard seed to this reality until this week. There's three places in the Gospels uh, that talk about this parable that Jesus told. Uh, Certainly, obviously in Mark, but also Matthew and Luke. And in the Markan account, it talks about the greatest of shrubs with these great branches that birds can come and find their nest there, can find their home there, can find their safety there, can find their provision there, their foundation there. But in the passage in Luke 13 and also in Matthew 13, the mustard seed becomes a tree which is pretty remarkable to think about when we think about secrets revealed in the kingdom of God and the parable of the mustard seed. Mustard seeds of faith become trees. Luke 13, Matthew 13. Why is this significant for us? This is supernatural secrets revealed of the kingdom of God. This is significant because mustard seeds don't become trees, church, in the natural But mustard seeds, according to the scripture in Luke 13, Matthew 13, mustard seeds of faith become trees in the supernatural. Does your faith give room for the supernatural? A woman can't give birth to a child when she is a virgin. But a virgin named Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she gave birth to Jesus, the living God. Does your faith have room for the supernatural? Dead people don't come back to life in the natural, but Lazarus was raised from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. Three days after he was crucified, does your faith have room for the supernatural? People die. We will all die at some point in our lives. I'm not saying that to be morbid, but that is the truth, church, unless Jesus comes back first. But they, they who are in Christ are raised to walk in the newness of life because of the supernatural life we have in Christ. Does your faith give room for the supernatural? I would say it to you this way. It must if you're following Jesus. 
Our faith is a supernatural faith. These are secrets revealed. Natural, supernatural. Ordinary to the extraordinary. If you have your Bibles open, turn to Isaiah 61. Or or come there on your phone. I just want to read the first four verses. This is a messianic, prophetic passage about the coming of the Messiah fulfilled in Jesus of Nazareth. And we're talking about secrets revealed. We're talking about supernatural realities. We're talking about mustard seeds becoming trees. Here's what Isaiah the prophet says about the work of Jesus. Familiar passage. Many of you know this passage. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And he has sent me to bind up, to bind up the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. And to grant those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. Ordinary to extraordinary. Natural to supernatural. To give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. And oil of gladness instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. That they may be called mustard seeds to trees. Mustard seeds to trees. That they may be called oaks of righteousness. The planting, the planting, the seed that's planted growing. We don't know how. There's not power in the farmer who scatters the seed. There's power in the word of God. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. And they shall build up the ancient ruins. And they shall raise up the former devastations. And they shall repair ruined cities. The devastation of many generations. Having ears to hear means seeing through the ordinary to the extraordinary. The imagery used in all four of our parables this morning is so, so ordinary. We have a lamp, a lamp giving some light. We have a measuring cup, ordinary, real life, ordinary, natural things. We have seed being scattered by a farmer on the land. We have a mustard seed. Having ears to hear means seeing through the natural to the supernatural because this is secrets of the supernatural kingdom being revealed to us in our midst. And to understand and to receive fresh revelation of the kingdom of God requires more for you and I than intellectual engagement with these stories. It requires more than an intellectual pondering and considering about what God is saying to us in these stories. Jesus used parables to get to people's hearts because that is where the transformation happens in our lives. So I pray that we would be reminded this morning in whatever season that you find yourself in, in whatever circumstance you're going through, whatever struggle 
that we are in, that God is working. That God is working. The seed is alive and active. God is working. God works. God works everything out for good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that everything is good. That's certainly not true. But God works everything out for good. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose, Romans chapter 8. It's often a mystery. It's a mystery. It's supernatural. Yet scripture teaches us these upside down things often in the scriptures that we have to engage with through the supernatural lens of our faith to get understanding and breakthrough in our lives. Things like Romans 8, 28. Things like this. The word of the cross is folly. It is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. We find life following Jesus. We actually find life by giving our lives away. We actually receive more blessing. It's more blessed to give than to receive. These are upside down supernatural realities of the kingdom of heaven. We experience more power, more power and more grace when we humble ourselves and we surrender. More of God's power, more insight into the supernatural realities of the kingdom when we are humble. When we are weak, when we are weak because God's grace is sufficient, then we are, you know, strong. These are secrets revealed of the kingdom of God. This is the revelation for us this morning. The lamp, the lamp is on the stand. This is the radical gospel inclusion to everyone. The lamp is on the stand, beckoning, inviting all to come. The measure has more for you. The measure has more for you. It's never too late to come. It's never too late to come. There is more for you. The seed is alive and growing. The harvest has come. God is always at work. Come with it. God is always at work. Come with it. With it, And the seed is supernatural, an oak of righteousness. Isaiah 61, a strong tower giving a refuge and a strength to all who come. I'm going to close with Proverbs 18.10. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous... Run into it and they are safe. Supernatural revelation. Secrets of the kingdom revealed. Let's pray together. Lord, would you give us supernatural insight into your word, into these parables 
that you told the disciple, these are the secrets of the kingdom of God. This is what the kingdom of God is like. And so, uh, Lord, we want to be awakened to the supernatural truths of the kingdom. We pray that we would be receiving and believing. I pray that we would trust, even if it's a mustard seed of faith, that we would trust that you are at work and you would continue to encourage us and strengthen us and bring hope to us and healing to us and purpose to us and peace to us in the revelation of these truths that you have given us. We bless your name, amen.